0: War in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John petro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now it is 12.06 and you're listening to The John DePetro Show. It's a.m. 1380 and also 99.9 FM. We want to welcome everybody in. This is The Noon Report on Facebook. You can share that you are watching. You can also, as uh, everybody files in, this is um, a story. I I was uh, in court this morning. I'm going to tell you about it and break it down. I know there are, there are various people that are um, requesting info on this whole Rob McClanahan story, known as Rob Mack. Folks, I just want to explain. I can't I can't individually explain to every single person. So that's why, you know, it's a good thing we do a broadcast, and we do do a broadcast. And we're going to explain it and walk you through what we do know, and we are getting more details on it. But I was there this morning, and I'll give you the latest. Um, For those that are not up to speed on the story, we have a lot of details and information, as much as anyone, if not more, than anyone on the website, dpetro.com. And so you can read into that. Um, many times there are people who they say, oh, I, I don't know about this story. Okay, that's fine. But it's then the, it, the, the burden is then on you, so to speak, to bring yourself up to speed on this. We kind of um, learn this with the Charlotte Lester case. And many times I, I recognize that um, there were various people. It would be difficult to watch a, a a film or a movie with a lot of certain people because they just walk in in the middle of it and want everyone to bring them up speed on everything that's going on. So the you know it's one thing somebody walks in to the room, meaning right there's a group of people watching a football game and the network has the score on the television. It's it's one thing for someone to say, "Oh wow, you know what happened? I thought the Patriots were ahead," and then someone says, "No, the, you know the other team intercepted, they scored." That's one thing, but it's another thing if somebody wants a complete explanation of um, of exactly what what took place. So I am going to explain it. It is a big story. It's actually a national story, and he's based here in Rhode Island, but he travels extensively, and and I want to bring you up to speed on this. And and I'm I'm hearing from different people. I want to be really clear on the Rob McClanahan Rob Max story. I saw a friend of his that went to Bishop Hendrickson with him. He was at the courthouse today. I don't know. I don't know this guy. We know a lot of the same people. I've heard about him for a while. Obviously, someone who is a high-profile NBA trainer who is working with the likes of – I mean, there's photos of him, this guy, with LeBron, really tight with Steph Curry, right? Kevin Durant, uh, Kevin Love, Westfall, he has – Really, you know, he, he created a niche of this, like, super trainer for, you're, you're talking elite talent. And in the course of um, things, he he w- went to Bishop Hendrickson, was a, you know, a very, from what I've seen, really good basketball player. Bishop Hendrickson was a walk-on at Syracuse. He's back at Bishop Hendrickson, I think, as an assistant basketball coach, <laughs> And one of his first projects is Joe Missoula, who goes on to become an incredible talent at Bishop Henrikin, then goes to West Virginia. As many people now, Missoula is now the coach of the Boston Celtics. So, but I, I don't know him. I don't think I've ever met him. But again, we know a lot of the same people. My phone is just absolutely exploded in messaging and so forth just the past 24 hours since, you know, this story, really on Saturday when this story started to break. So, I recognize some people aren't fully up on on things. Um, and so we're going to try to walk you through it. And, and we're going to try at some point this hour to maybe check in with our legal expert attorney, Tim Dodd. If not, I think between now and and, um, and two o'clock, we'll we'll talk to him. But folks, on this freezing Monday, by the way, this portion of the John DiPietro Show. And it's brought to you by Matthews Oil Company. Now, listen, if you need your tank filled... Call Matthews Oil Company today, 401-942-7500, 401-942-7500. If you mention this program, you start with a $50 credit. Matthews Oil Company, based in Cranston, four generations. Listen, for home or work, 24-hour emergency service, trusted oil delivery. Call Matthews Oil Company, and you can look them up online at matthewsoil.com. 401-942-7500, 401-942-7500 401 942 401-942-7500 from Matthews Oil Company. So a lot of what you're going to hear, and again, folks, good afternoon, good afternoon to everybody on uh, Facebook. A lot of what you're going to hear is sourced. The rest of the media, this story broke on Saturday. And, you know, not everybody goes seven days a week like the chosen one. So that's fine plus you know I have different advantages just because i I knew of someone who at one point had dated this Rob McClanahan NBA skills trainer it's a national story um and then on top of that I I um the the Boston the what the Boston police put out on Saturday was pretty extraordinary you normally don't normally don't see something like that. I was talking about that with an attorney um, this morning. You normally don't see police come out with that type of, of statement, which is, it's tough to, um, to read it any other way. But I want to just start with, I mean, I think that's a pretty good place to start. Is just what the the Boston Police Department, their statement that they posted on Facebook. Now, I do have it on com, And then, um, it, I mean, they did post it. You, you're talking about, uh, and I, I just want to address, for instance, if you go now, you see there's the video of him held in court. He's got the long hair, no man bun. He was held at the ACI. What time is it? At 12.13. Now, I believe he's was, he was scooped up. What I heard was they got him at Hannaford School on Friday. He was attending. It was either a basketball practice or game of one of his children. So they scoop him up. It's the Boston Fugitive Task Force with in conjunction with Warwick Police. So they grab Rob McClanahan. He's been at the ACI. The judge orders him back to the ACI, and then this is where what the Boston police put out is, um, it's pretty damning. Now, you can also see, I saw, and you can see this on DePetro.com. there's nothing bad about this, but just a few weeks ago, there's a picture of Ashley Kalis in the final throes of campaigning. I think it was the final Sunday night before the election on the 8th, and she's at Twin Oaks. And in the background is Rob Max sitting there at the bar. That looks like the small bar in the corner when you come into Twin Oaks to the right. It looks like that. But there he is sitting there in a Larry David t-shirt. So now I recognized him uh, just because you know he's also been making the rounds and doing different interviews. He was also, there's a photo on Dipetro.com. He'd wear a shirt at Bonnet. From what I was told, he's always like in the pit at Bonnet. Uh, many times people... I would see people post photos of him on the deck of the Coast Guard house. Big with Richard's Pub, big with Twin Oaks. But um, this is what the Boston police, and this is really important. Boston police put Rob McClanahan arrested in Rhode Island, following rape in downtown Boston. Friday, November 18th, so just this past Friday, members of the Boston Police Sexual Assault Unit, Boston Police Fugitive Unit, in the Warwick Police Department located and arrested Robert McClanahan, Rob Mack of Warwick in East Greenwich. Now, I was told it happened at Hannaford School. So you have members of the Boston Police Sexual Assault Unit, Boston Fugitive Unit, and then Warwick Police helping them because he's a resident of Warwick. At the time of his arrest, Rob McClane was one an arrest warrant out of Boston Municipal Court November 17th, so that's Thursday, charges of rape and drugging for intercourse. The suspect was transported by the fugitive unit in coordination with members of the work police department, booking at their department facility, he was booked in Warwick. He was arraigned this morning, third district court, Kent County, he was charged as a fugitive from justice. Now, his attorney just happened to be he's a, his attorney just here in Rhode Island and was really short. But it was Dan Griffin who just got off uh, Officer Lugo. But he's Dan Griffin's a great attorney. But it was he waived extradition. They're going to get him back to Boston. So, again, I want to just continue with the Boston police. And before I read this, I want people to understand some of the comments that I see people. About, oh, what happened? Innocent until proven guilty. He is innocent. In the court of law, he is innocent. No one's saying he's not innocent. It's a little unusual. Fugitive task force swoops into Rhode Island, picks up a high-profile person. Without question, this is he. He in the court of law, he was without question he is not guilty. So, oh, what happened to not guilty? Well, you know he he hasn't been he hasn't been charged with anything. First, he has to go back to Boston, and that's where things get really interesting because today. As I was in court, Dan Griffin says, your honor, sitting here, and I saw him, is his sister who lives in Massachusetts and family, and they're prepared. If you'll release him, they will drive him to Boston to face these charges, and the judge denied it. So Rob Mac, Rob McClendon spent the weekend at the ACI. They bring him in. The video is on the depetro.com and also on this Facebook page. and. You know, there's Dan Griffin and and like, listen, his family's right here. If you'll just release him right now, they'll, you know, drive him. The judge said on the seriousness of the charges, no. So I, I don't know if that was a surprise to them, not a surprise, but it's a different territory. He hasn't been charged in the Boston situation yet because the fugitive task force from Boston arrested him in rhode island that's why he appeared in court here if he had been in another state that's where they would have he waived extradition they'll bring him um to massachusetts where he will boston face charges now um so someone was saying well you know what did someone send me something like well where's the proof well he hasn't been charged yet i know people want to everything is that everyone everyone thinks things everything's television It, it doesn't work that way um was he cha- Well, he hasn't been charged yet. He won't be charged with Boston. Now, this is gonna be interesting. The judge said he had, Boston has 30 days to get him. Now, I believe they said he's supposed to, they're supposed to come tomorrow to get him at the ACI. So he was ordered back to the ACI. Um, but I wanna get back to what the Boston police posted. And this is pretty significant. As someone said, this is like not only are they saying he's being arrested. They're also using this as like a public service situation announcement. Here's what Boston police, keep in mind, these are the same police department. This isn't uh, some small time department. These are the same people involved with the marathon bombing, right? This investigation. And subsequent arrests are a result of an investigation by the Boston Police Sexual Assault Unit and the Suffolk County District Attorney's Office. This incident occurred in downtown Boston. What I notice is they don't even say it may have occurred. The investigation is over as far as Boston Police. And then the Boston Police Department goes into this. They advise the public the dangerousness of scentless, colorless, tasteless drugs such as, I don't know exactly how to pronounce this, riot. also known as Rufi being placed in the drinks of an unsuspecting victim. Other drugs used similar fashion, GHB gamma hydro something acid or ketamine. These drugs and substances can cause disorientation, confusion, temporary paralysis or unconsciousness along with a host of other symptoms, leaving the potential victim vulnerable to the intentions of the suspect. While the Boston police encourages everyone to look out when gathered, create a buddy system. So my point is, and then right below it on DePitro.com, there's the picture. I believe this this is in June. He's with Steph Curry when the Golden State Warriors won another NBA NBA title by beating the Celtics. So I want to be very clear with people. Like someone was sending a message. Well, where's the proof? Well, he hasn't been charged yet. There, there's a process to this. It's this. This isn't a TV show where you just fast forward to the part where you get to this. This is happening in in real life, and 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 and, and I want to repeat, Of of course he is. Um, he is he innocent. What happened? No, you know presumed He he hasn't even been charged yet. So of, of course he's innocent. But at the same time, you that, that's that's pretty extraordinary that a police department, I mean, as someone that I deal with police literally every single day. And they are normally totally just the facts. But the fact that the Boston Police Department posted Robert McClanahan, Rob arrested in Rhode Island. Following rape in downtown Boston, they don't even use the word allegedly. They don't even use the word alleged. Um, let's see. Where's the part they also, at the time of his arrest, the suspect was wanted on an arrest warrant out of Boston. Okay. Um, the investigation, subsequent arrest of McLennan, our result of the investigation, then they go in about the different substances. Take your drink with you to the restroom, watch your drink at all times, never leave a drink unattended. Get help immediately if you feel dizzy, nauseated. Uh, they they use that then as a public service announcement about that. And the reason why that's extraordinary is that, I mean, is there any, I know people are saying what happened to the presumption of innocence. But th- this is the Boston police that are posting this. That's what I, I want to be clear about. I, I want to be really clear. I, I don't know him. We, I know a lot of the same usual people. Obviously, I know people. I saw someone this morning from Hendricken that was there. Just someone that attended and was friends with him at Bishop Hendricken. But if you look at the wording of the Boston Police Department at the time of his arrest, McClean was wanted on an arrest warrant issued out of the Boston Municipal Court on Thursday. Charge of rape and drugging for intercourse. Now, that not only does that sound like a serious crime, that is a serious crime. The suspect was transported, arraigned, he'll be charged as a fugitive from justice, and then they will bring him and extradite him to, to Boston, where then he will face the very, very serious charges. So now I want to just, you know, I like to make sure that I'm not, Missing anything in a story like this at twelve twenty three? What what happened to he is he hasn't even been charged yet. We don't know all the different claims. I'll, I'll say this: it it seems extraordinary that police are are coming out talking in this in this tone. I'll say that. All right. Now, I want to just quickly, trainer of NBA stars arrested East Greenwich, Boston. So that's, I think they have it updated. Um, very friendly with Jimmy Barron. I mean, he knows a lot of people. Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, rested Friday in East Greenwich. I heard at Hannaford. All right. So they actually don't have an updated story on it. Although I did see the reporter in court. That... The fact the judge wouldn't allow his family to drive him to Boston, that, that certainly was a pretty strong statement. Okay, Amanda Melkovitz of the Globe. I did see Amanda there. And there's the photo of him. He's got the long hair. Um, paired with the lawyer. And that's just for Rhode Island, Dan Griffin. Dan, uh, despite Griffin's offer for McClanahan to immediately leave with family to face the charges in Boston, the judge ordered him held until the police arrived to take him to court. So that means back to the ACI, I believe. Not on this level of charge is re- regarding, can, can his family just take him? Not on this level of charges, as McClanahan's relatives looked on in the courtroom. Wow. And then they also mention the stars. His first client seemingly was Joe Missoula in 2003, who was, I believe, a freshman and they used to work out before school. So I, um, I think that's what really surprised people this morning. And how did he become a fugitive? I don't know. Um, there's a lot we don't know. And then I, I, I freely, you know, we, we'll have to wait and see what the charges are. But I, I want to say this for those that, first of all, this is very dangerous. It is. And in, in a court of law, without question, he, he's given the presumption of innocence. He will get his day in court. It sounds like it's a little complicated because of the fugitive thing. But we don't know, and I'm not sure if we're going to be able to get uh, Attorney Dodd on might be able to hopefully um that is uh without question listen he he has definitely had some problems he is without question had his problems he has admitted he's had some pretty serious problems There there is some um but this is what what i want to mention was people that just go into oh you know this is, anyone can say anything about anybody. That's true, but the wording from the Boston Police that that sounds um, you know that's pretty definitive. This is you know um, I'm going to explain it. I, I want to explain it this way. It's Monday. Over the course of the weekend, in any police department or a campus security at a college, someone may have contacted authorities and said, "I." was taken advantage of, whether, you know, all kinds of different instances. And then the police have to then investigate. There are people that maybe do something physically, sexually, have regret, and then claim that it was non-consensual. But it comes down to that, that this is not someone's making an accusation. According to the Boston police, it sure sounds like they investigated this and then this is the conclusion they have come to so i just want to there there is a difference of that or people saying oh you know anyone can claim anything that that's true but most of the time that would then not lead any you know to anywhere there are times the police look into it and then they say we checked it out it, it just doesn't for, for different reasons, seem to add up to what the person was stating. So maybe it's true, maybe it's not true. But in this particular situation, that's why I caution people that that they're not doing that. That they're, that, that's a pretty strong statement that they use that. They're using him almost as a public service poster boy for drugging someone's drink and then sexually very seriously taking advantage of it, of the individual. And that carries a a, a very, very serious jail time. So there is, and again, I, I thought we'd be able to get Tim Dodd. We still may be able to, but there is, if there's a first degree sexual assault, which is penetration, that's a very serious charge. This business of, if they can prove someone was drugged, it's even more serious than that. So again, I, um, I want people to know that it doesn't mean it's, uh, here's what this is not. And again, we're talking about the, the Rob Mack story. I want people to understand this is not someone posted something on Facebook, and then people are gossiping about it. This is not someone made an accusation, the police are gonna look into it, and you know, we don't know what's gonna happen. So th- there is a difference. So I understand he's he's obviously well known. He is certainly well known within the the basketball world, certain Rhode Island circles, but but when you're talking about the Boston Fugitive Task Force coming into Warwick, East Greenwich, literally to snatch him and grab him that goes to a different level the wording from the boston police department and how they state what happened they leave no mistake about it that that sounds like a pretty solid case or they I, i'll say this they they sound very confident these, these are charges by the way and who knows what would then happen in in court and so forth but But I want to just discern the difference of, because there are people that sometimes may post something on social media. And then people start gossiping about it. This does not appear to be that, I mean in any way, it's not even remotely close. The fact that the, the Boston Fugitive Task Force came down to get him. The fact that the Boston police posted that statement that they are directly linking him with drugging someone and then for the purpose of first degree sexual assault. Then the Rhode Island judge not even allowing him to walk out of the courtroom to be driven to Boston. I want once again just to point out to people That 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 is so different than a friend of his who sent me a note saying, Oh, you know, welcome to America in 2022. Anybody can be accused of it. this goes beyond that. He was arrested for being a fugitive. This isn't you know, the Boston police are really tipping their hand. Now, if people want to say that is true, do police make mistakes? Yes. Do people walk out of a courtroom and they're exonerated? Yes. It happened to Officer Lugo. It happened to, office to Officer Lugo um, last week, no doubt. But th- there's, I, I just want to discern the difference of, and, and let's also say that um, in many times one of the complications with a crime of this nature is the element of one person says it's consensual. The other person says it was not. And that's when I go back to, I'm sure, whether it was Saturday morning, Sunday morning, I a member of law enforcement told me every weekend, you have guys that come in and say they were taken advantage of by another guy, right? Two gay guys. The other guy says, I don't know what he's talking about. We were doing shots. We, yeah, you know, yeah, I don't deny it. Yeah, I had... Sex with him, but at no point did he say blah blah blah, you know um and then obviously male female, but there there's becomes the the then the the dilemma for law enforcement, which is someone might just say it was it was consensual I don't I don't know that's news to me. I thought you know we were having a good time type of thing, but the fact. And I want to close it out with the, the fact that the Boston police put out that statement about him and then using it as an opportunity to do a public service announcement on the dangers of having your drink drugged. That that is that I, I want you to understand. I I don't I'm not saying in any way he has not even been charged yet. He's not going to be charged until he gets up to Boston. But. That um, that that you you have to at least acknowledge the the unusual extraordinary nature of um, a decision by a, a very well respected large police department to post something like that and make it so public. They didn't have to. They didn't have to do a posting at all. They didn't have to post anything. They grabbed him. He was being held. They didn't have to post anything about that. They chose to post it about him and then link it to the danger of someone drugging someone's, drugging them with the purpose of sexually assaulting him, which is a very, very serious charge. Folks, this portion of the John DiPietro show on this Monday. And it's brought to you by Propane Plus. Now remember, for all your propane needs, call Propane Plus today, 401-885-4209. 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, 508-252-3359 for Propane Plus. Three generations, they're available 24-7. Service and delivery, they offer online billing. You can schedule a service delivery at the click of a button. Call Propane Plus today. You can also visit their website. It's propaneplus.com. Residential or commercial, go with the trusted leader. It's Propane Plus. And their website is so user-friendly. You just type in the zip code, residential, commercial. It's Propane Plus. 401-885-4209 or 508 252 Thirty-three fifty-nine for propane plus. So folks, if you visit the website, dipetro.com, and I certainly have some stories up about this case and other stories as well, but it's priced by the Coincident. 226 Coincident Avenue, West Warwick. Lunch, dinner, drinks, and the lounge. They're waiting for you at the Coincident. So if you check dipetro.com, I did speak with someone who was in a relationship with him. And she she told me that, well, you can read it on the website. She said some very definitive things. She told me that she was contacted because there are a number of individuals that have come forward. Um, it's all right there. I'm not going to just regurgitate and, and read it to you. But for, for the, everything that people, and I, I totally get it. Uh, I was contacted by a friend of Rob Mack, and I said, you should go to court and support him. Um, This is, if if this person is a friend, this is serious, he's in trouble, and that's really when people need friends. So it doesn't mean you're just, I want to be clear, it doesn't mean you're condoning the behavior, it doesn't mean you're justifying the behavior, but right now- what the Boston police are charging him with, which is drugging and raping someone in Boston, that is very, very serious. McClane waived the right to an extradition hearing, meaning he'll be brought to Boston to face charges of the alleged sexual assault. The details were not of were not read in court Monday. And let's see, a spokesperson for the school. What school? Bishop Hendrickson, I didn't realize this, released a statement. We're shocked at the news from this past weekend regarding Rob Mack, Rob McClanahan. The allegations, serious, not at all aligned with type of men we endeavor to produce at Bishop Hendrickson. Now, that's interesting. Now, he did go and speak at Hendricken recently about some of the problems that he's had. So I find that, oh, he he. He's also held basketball camps at Bishop Hendrickson. That's right. That's true. And then his attorney, Dan Griffin, it really is not involved in this this portion of the case. But I, I want, I can't stress that enough for for people to just, you know, when I understand people have misconceptions. It's like these people that are like, what happened to freedom of speech? Freedom of speech is not just saying whatever you want and lying. That's not what freedom of speech is. Channel 10 has a a video. I'll play this. Warwick man faces charges for allegedly drugging, raping a woman downtown Boston. 43-year-old Warwick native, skills trainer. The the arrest was a result of an investigation by the Boston Police Sexual Assault Unit, Suffolk County District Attorney Office. In recent months, Boston City Councils tried to tackle an increase in spiked drinks throughout the city after seeing people share stories on social media claim they were roofied. As of October, Boston police said there were 73 reports of drink spiking through 2022. Um, he was arraigned, charged fugitive from justice. So now I also want to be very clear the the photo that I posted of him at Twin Oaks behind Ashley Kalis has has nothing, nothing. She she wasn't even he's just sitting behind her at the bar. It's just that the, another connection that I had heard about Kirby Enthusiasm and, and Larry David. So I'll play the Channel 10 piece in just a moment. But let me. Stay on schedule here, folks. This portion of the John DePietro Show. You know, this time of year, and it is as we're coming to the end of the year, without question, you want to, it's very confusing what's going on right now, I believe, as far as finances. And when you hear, when people hear about crypto and things are collapsing, and I, I think it would be helpful on this Monday I am offering you and your, it could be you alone. It could be you and your son or daughter. It could be grandson, grandson, granddaughter. It could have been a friend. It could be you and your spouse. But I do know for over 125 years, Ameriprise Financial has provided advice for clients, unique goals, help millions of Americans retire in their terms when they want, where they want, do what they want. I'm talking about Ameriprise Financial Advisor. Tom Bryan remains true to the vision. He puts you, the client, first ready to help you get you where you want to be today and into the future. Put the strength of a leader in retirement planning to work for you, personal one-on-one relationship. Tom will work with you to develop a financial plan, track progress towards your goal. Free consultation. Folks, you pick up the phone. You call Tom Bryan, 434-1510. 401-434-1510. Office is located 400 Massoit Avenue East Providence. You can say, I'd like to set up the free consultation. Set up a time that works for you. And then suddenly you're sitting down with Tom Bryan of Ameriprise Financial. Why not? There's, there's no obligation. Why not bounce some of your thoughts off him? Why not see? Maybe you have a financial advisor and you're unhappy or you're not sure of some of the strategies that are being employed. Why not have another person take a look at it? It's free. F R E E, AmeriPrize Financial Advisors. Tom Bryan, call today, 401 434 1510. 401 434 1510. AmeriPrize. Financial advisors, and especially Ameriprise Platinum financial service advisor, Tom Bryan, with Bryan Advisors. Call right now, free consultation, 401-434-1510. All right, I'd like to hear the Channel 10 report. I will, I, the family of Rob Mack, um, They they maybe would say something different. They did not want to say anything outside of court which I completely understand. But I I mean, think of that. They were offering, hey, we'll drive him. If the judge will release him, we'll drive him to Boston court right now. And his attorney, the attorney just for Rhode Island now in court, maybe he said, yeah, it's worth the shot. Sure. Yeah, we could do that. Uh, You know, who knows? Why not? Yeah, let's try it. All right, I want to hear the Channel Ten report. As far as the roads and the big traffic jam this morning, folks. Um, I mean, I, I I'll I'll mention that in just a moment. I um, if people somehow well, I'll I'll touch on that in a moment. Let me hear. This is the channel. 10 report that was just filed.
1: his first court appearance this morning charged as a fugitive from justice out of Massachusetts. 43-year-old Robert McCallahan is accused of drugging and raping a woman in downtown Boston. NBC 10's Allegra Zaymore was in the courtroom this morning and joined us now with the latest. Hey, Allegra. Hi, Barbara. Rob McClanahan is being held behind bars, and he's expected to be taken to Boston in the coming days.
2: Please, shut the dude,
1: 43-year-old Robert McClanahan making his first court appearance today after he was arrested in East Greenwich Friday on a warrant out of Boston. The NBA skills trainer is accused of drugging and raping a woman in downtown Boston. After waiving extradition, the judge ruled McClanahan be held until he's taken to Boston.
0: Boston said they could be here within five days, probably
3: tomorrow. I know that the fugitive unit is not in so far, so I would feel safe. They asked for a hold within five days. However, more than likely they'll be uh, picking him up tomorrow.
0: His family's here, and uh, I like, can. His sister was from Massachusetts. The rest of his family, children, live here. If he's if you release him today, he's going to get in his sister's car and he's going to, go to Boston. So we
2: have attorneys arranged up there. I appreciate that, and I should not on this level. I understand.
1: His attorney, Daniel Griffin, and family members did not wish to comment on the matter. In the announcement of McClanahan's arrest, Boston police calling attention to the dangers of spiked drinks. It's something they say they've seen an increase in and something that Boston City Council is trying to crack down on. They're reminding people to use the buddy system and get help if you're experiencing any dizziness, lightheadedness, or strange feelings when drinking. Live in Warwick, Allegra Zamor, NBC10 News.
0: Now, what's amazing about that, folks, is he hasn't been convicted of anything. Think of, think of what you just heard, and I want to just point that out. Um, he hasn't been convicted of anything. This is this is not an after the fact. So uh, without question, they feel, uh, I mean, I think that's fair to say that Boston police, they must feel pretty confident about this case. Look at the way they're treating it. And then you just heard that where they tied in with that. Normally, in the past, Whatever word you want to say, what's the norm, traditionally, whatever. In the past, that's the type of thing that is generally said uh, upon a conviction, the completion of the case. We want to remind people of you know, the dangers of whatever it may be. He, he hasn't got to Boston. Now, notice also, Boston's supposed to come tomorrow. Maybe they don't. And then what would bail look like? The fact that he's already been arrested as a fugitive. And I don't know why we haven't been able to reach our friend, attorney Tim (laughs) Dodd, who may just be tied up with something. But I think we'll get him by 2 o'clock. I mean, I didn't plan on it. But I just thought it would be interesting to try to um, hear his um, idea on that. But I, I can't stress enough and maybe maybe i don't need to folks but i'm i'm trying to be i'm trying to be fear about this in the terms of of just that some people approach this in the way of like what happened innocent until proven he he has not been charged with anything yet he has not been found guilty of anything yet he hasn't been convicted of anything all those things apply in court and actually in society but it also, as I had said, it can't be treated as though, hey, who knows? Maybe he was on a date. Maybe he met someone. The next day, she has remorse over what happened. Police deal with that. Police deal with that more than people realize. That's not this. That's not this. This. This also. I recognize. The uh, think of the allegations in North Kingstown with the naked fat coach. Th- this is uh, th- those are very serious charges, very serious charges against the naked fat test coach in North Kingstown. Suddenly I'm starting to question what is this about basketball? But but um, but this is not that I mean, this is so much more serious, so much more serious first degree sexual assault is a very serious charge. Sexual assault first degree now. And with drugging involved, I I think I saw that they even turned that into a federal crime. So this could go to a completely another level. Now I know there are people within the Hendrickson community that I know who are friendly with him and a few of them have already reached out and, you know, given me the whole oh, you don't understand. Good, great guy. Never. No way. I my what I have told them is you're friendly with him, be his friend. Because he could certainly use some friends right now. Yes, you should. Whatever way you can try to support him and I recognize he does. He has a a family, I believe um, he has an ex-wife. He has, I believe, I think, I'm pretty sure he has three children. So you absolutely should stand by him and support him. And and let me also say this at twelve forty nine. And I said to someone, uh, th- th- "This certainly sounds like the beginning of what could be a long legal road for Rob McClanahan with with." Um, uh, very serious, you know, charges attached to this. If if you are his friend, th- this is where the friendship comes in—to try to be supportive to, you know, I, I guess so. His sister was there in court today, or the the ex-wife, or the children, or whatever it may be. Right? No one is no one is saying he is guilty. No one is saying he needs to throw himself over. He wrote a high-profile article Rob Mack did last December. He's been touring off that where he talks about his mental health and that he was going to take his own life. So I'm sure and know a lot of his friends are concerned about that, but I want to just caution some of the of the Bishop Hendrick and community and the individuals that have reached out to me. Number one, like, don't kill the messenger here, right? If if, if you have angst towards anyone, it should be the Boston Police Department. It should be at the Boston Police Department. Some of the, the and I'm not even going to repeat some of the things, people make up things, oh, these girls make things up. Your, hold that, if you want to hold that against the Boston Police Department, if you want to believe they they wanted to bring this case, that they, somehow have it out for him? I mean, I don't even know. But that's where you want to direct it, if if you want to go after anyone on that. so But he will, without question, get his day in court. He will get, he's certainly going to get his day in court. He's going to have several days in court. Folks, this portion of the John DiPietro show on this Monday, and it's charged by J Perry Paving. Hey, now is the time. The window is closing. If you'd like to have anything done is regarding... Your driveway, a parking lot, residential, commercial, patios, seal coating. Letter J, J. Perry Paving. High quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, 20 years experience, specialized commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating, patios, general masonry. Free estimate. Call today, 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730, letter J, J. Perry Paving. Licensed and insured, contracted company committed to meeting their clients' needs. No matter how big, how small, experienced, skilled team, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway, J. Perry Paving has your back. Affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing, it's J. Perry Paving. 401-732-1730, 401-732-1730, letter J, Jay Perry Paving. Folks, as always, visit the website dpetro.com And depetro.com, you're going to see a link for Burke's Martial Arts. Now, if you're a woman or anyone, Burke's Martial Arts, self-defense, fitness, martial arts, contact Jake Burke. He is running quite the program there. Atomic Kickboxing, have that. They have a very beginner-friendly class work out, learn at your own pace. And then also they offer self-defense, fitness, martial arts. Jake Burke, he to me, I mean, he is like special forces. Jake is such an impressive guy. He is so knowledgeable. His passion for self-defense, fitness, martial arts located 880 Eddy Street in Providence, right off 95 and right down from the hospital. There's a link on the website, com. I think that this morning in court, next hour I'll talk about the traffic jam and so forth. But as far as the Rob Mack McClanahan, I, I'm sure to his family and friends, it was jarring to say the least to see this guy who was a walk on at Syracuse, who has traveled, literally traveled around with, um, I think I I never, how about he, he started a podcast and one of his, I think the first guest was Bob Iger. He has real connections or had real connections, but very accomplished and to see someone that local guy, walk on at Syracuse, local basketball coach suddenly transforms into this NBA high-level skills coach where he's working with the likes of Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Kevin Smith, Westfall. There's photos of him with LeBron. I don't know how much of that he's doing anymore, but did do, right? He is in the locker room celebrating with Steph Curry, who wrote the forward on his book. And maybe his family and friends thought, we'll just go get him and then we'll bring him to court to um, you know, to deal with this. This is uh, hold on, I'm trying to let me just see if uh, Tim Dodd can can join us very quickly, folks, in real time. Um, We're going to find out in just a moment. But I I think as someone that was there, they almost seemed a little, they seemed surprised that the judge said, no, he's going to be held. So uh, right now, Let me see if we can get him right now. All right, folks, at 1256, let's see if we can quickly talk with our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. Just two minutes. Or it'll be next hour. Oh, okay. Let's see if we can get Tim on the line right now. Why not? We use time effectively. Um... Let's see. And we are going to talk with our legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd. Right? Where is he? Come on. Um, after all that, where was I? Here we go. All right. Okay. All right. Here we go, folks. We uh, we have time to squeeze it in. I just want to hear. Yeah, we'll talk with um, calling now. Okay, folks, on the line with us right now, and I do realize it's uh, just short, but it's our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. Good afternoon, Tim.
2: Hey, John, good afternoon.
0: Tim, if just, um, and I recognize it's short notice and up against the clock, but... But just this situation that happened this morning with this Rob Mack, he was brought in, he was waived extradition to go to Boston to face the charges. Dan Griffin said to the judge, his sister and family are waiting right here to take him up to Boston. And the judge denied it and ordered him held until Boston comes and gets him. Well, I'm just curious your reaction on that.
2: Well, I think the judge did the right thing. I mean, I'm sure the judge a thousand percent trust the word of Dan Griffin, who, as we all know, is a very good, very excellent attorney. Um, But Dan can't speak for what happens with this guy um, when he gets in the car with his sister. Does he ever make it to um, Massachusetts or does he go on the lam? I'm not suggesting that he would, but if I'm the judge, I'm not going to take a chance to let him skip uh, I'm going to order him held and let the process play out as it normally would, which would be to have representatives from Massachusetts come, grab him from the court here in Rhode Island, and take him back to Massachusetts. Um, I, would, I would have done exactly what the judge did. And, you know, judges get burned on these things. So, you know, you get to the point where you just won't trust despite however credible you think the people making the representations are, that a defendant's not going to um, not honor the promise that they make to the court. Um, I'm going
0: to ask, tell junior we're going to stay on, because I want to talk to Tim Dodd, so we're going to go late into the news. We're going to go late into the news. Tim, first of all, what, what must have transpired that an arrest warrant was put out on Thursday and then Friday they show up in East Greenwich, with the help of the work police, and they grab him. So, what, what, like, what was the process that led up to that?
2: Um, I don't know that we know enough to answer that question. Okay. But if Boston, I mean, if the representatives of Massachusetts suddenly knew that this guy was in Rhode Island, I mean, with his job and the training that he does with different NFL players. I don't really know how frequently he's in Rhode Island versus traveling around the country doing the work that he does. So I think that this was a window of opportunity. The guy's in Rhode Island. We got these serious allegations, these serious felony charges against him. And I think that they figured they'd get him and strike while the iron's hot. They knew where he was. They knew where he lived. They knew he was available. And, you know, he gets lugged right then and there um i don't think there's anything more than that we know where he is we have an opportunity to get him let's get him
0: a friend was asking me if i believed or knew if if they had given him an opportunity to go to boston to face the charges um what's our response what's your response to that tim Don?
2: I think, again, it's so soon and so early in this, we don't know. I mean, it could very well be that he's been dodging. It could be very well that he has been saying, yes, I'll be there, and he doesn't show up. We don't really know enough about what happened before the events of Friday. Yeah. So assume that they gave him an opportunity to show up. Well, and if he doesn't, now they've got even more motivation to just come grab him on a Friday uh, where they know he's going to be held for the weekend. He's not going anywhere. Um, And it could be a situation where they gave him no notice because they didn't want to give him an opportunity to potentially um, start moving around the country. I mean, who knows if it's that, you know, calculated, if this guy would um, start running and dodging and avoiding Um, We don't know. He might have been receptive to say, hey, if if I knew there was a warrant for me, I would have surrendered myself. Um, This will all play itself out. um, But at the end of the day, I don't see anything that's that mysterious about getting him at his home in Rhode Island so that he could be held until he either waived or fought extradition. I think his attorney did the right thing to waive extradition get the show on the road, go to Boston and get at it.
0: Folks, again, we're speaking with our legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd. I recognize it's 102. Tim, I want to go back to Saturday night, the Boston Police Department posted on their Facebook page where they described Friday the Boston Police Sexual Assault Unit, Boston Police Fugitive Unit, Warwick Police. They located him. I actually think he was at a school. He was at a gym on Friday afternoon. He lives in Warwick, but they got him in East Greenwich. And they say at the time of his arrest, he was wanted on an arrest warrant issued out of Boston Municipal Court, charges of rape and drugging for intercourse. They go on to use that Facebook posting to almost like a public service announcement to advise the public the dangerousness of these scentless, colorless, tasteless drugs and then they also once again mentioned it was an investigation by Sexual Assault Unit in Suffolk County District Attorney's Office. They're saying the incident occurred in downtown Boston. Tim Dodd, it's just to me, as someone that follows a lot of the police, and you and I talk about it a lot, what, what is your reaction to that not only do they immediately say that they grabbed him, but they use this opportunity as, a, as like a public service announcement for the public Regarding this, the the drinking of the the drugging, excuse me, of a drug, and then basically sexual assault.
2: John, I think you're right on. In fact, um, I don't know if it was today or yesterday. I was listening to a national news report where there was a similar warning that you know this. If you go to a bar, don't leave your drink sitting on the bar and walk away from it. Um, because of the the danger of you know being slipped a roofie or something of that nature, and apparently it's becoming something of a national epidemic um, that people are being drugged when they are provided you know a drink, much like uh, the old Bill Cosby. Right. Um, um, his. Favored method of, you know, uh, accosting and abusing and sexually assaulting women. So I think that if the Boston police had that sort of info in their press release, I think that they're following a national policy and a national trend to alert people, men, women, young and old, be careful out there because it's so easy to slip somebody a drug like a roofie. And um I think it's part of a national push to bring more attention to this so people are hip to it and um can be defensive against being the the victim of this type of thing.
0: Hmm. But but Tim, do you you agree with me? And I mean I'm just not used to seeing that when they're announcing the arrest of something. I if anything, I I, I normally tend to associate some of these warnings Upon the conviction of, the, of an individual, not just that they arrested someone for this.
2: Well, I, I, I think you're right, but I don't think this is a standalone okay. sort of announcement that comes in from left field. Yep. I think it's part of a national coordinated okay. strategy be, between um, national media outlets and police departments to inform the public that this type of activity is going on. So I I can only guess that uh, Boston took this as an opportunity to get a little public service announcement out along with the um, information about this guy's arrest and the warrants for his arrest and the crimes that he's alleged to have committed.
0: Um, Folks, again, we're speaking with our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, I want to just go back to after attorney Griffin offered to have the family drive him to Boston, the judge said, "Not on this level of charges." What, what, what is, what, what, are we to make of that? Not on this level of charges. I'm not. So there are instances where maybe he would have said, "Okay, I'll release some Just blah, you know, get up there, but not on this level of charges."
2: Well, again, th- this is a guy who um, is not always easily, I guess, ascertainable because he travels a lot. Um, these are felonies of a sexual nature. And I, I think that because these are significant charges which carry, if convicted, significant potential criminal, I mean, excuse me, prison time, I, I don't think any judge would go out on a limb and trust this guy to drive up to Boston with his sister. Mm. Um, the stakes are too high. Yeah, uh, You know, you, you can't be sure that a guy like this wouldn't run. So why, why take a chance if you're the judge? Um There's nothing in it for the judge to say, Okay, buddy, I'll trust you. Go with your sister and let me know when you get to Boston. And then the phone call never comes. There's no reason to do that in a high profile case like this with, you know, pretty substantial criminal charges that have been levied against this guy.
0: I want to just before we let Tim go, Tim, this is directly out of the Boston Globe. He he lives in Quaker Lane in Warwick. The offense occurred Boston, November 3rd. He was arrested Thursday, charges of rape and drugging for intercourse at an incident that happened in downtown Boston. Police provided no specific details about where the alleged rape occurred, but issued the warning about the so-called date rape with its announcement of the arrest. So, Tim Dodd, does it surprise us that this, just that they're claiming, according to The Globe, that this happened on November 3rd?
2: I mean, so quickly? Well, it depends on, you know, what's the the quality of the evidence against this guy. Yeah. Um, When did the complaining victim come in? Uh, Did the complaining victim have, you know, anything else to corroborate the fact that this crime had occurred? Hmm. Did she go to the ER? Did she get checked out by a doctor? Yeah. is there you know text messages emails between the two of them um is there um, let's assume she was drinking out of a particular glass Does it still exist? are, are there remnants of whatever the uh, date rape alleged date rape drug might have been i mean they must have a pretty sizable amount of evidence mm. to suddenly go get this guy now i don't think it's this a victim walking into the police station without some corroboration and saying, guess what happened to me? I'm sure there's going to be substantially more when we learn more facts about exactly what happened um, on November 3rd.
0: And Tim Dodd, before I let you go, but the charge of, and according to the Boston police, raping and drugging for intercourse. Now, Tim Dodd, first of all, that would be first, first degree sexual assault, but the, the drugging charge, someone um, sent me something that said that that, that that is really serious and rises. Well, you tell us how serious is these types of accusations and these types of charges?
2: Well, in Rhode Island, you know, first degree rape, first degree sexual assault, it's a capital offense which carries up to life in prison. And I'm not exactly sure in Massachusetts about the drugging for sex for. A rape associated with being drugged, but I'm guessing that that's a pretty high level felony. I'm not sure if it would carry life imprisonment. I'm not specifically familiar with that Massachusetts statute. I don't practice in Mass, but um, it's a capital case for sure. It's yeah. a case that carries the potential, if the charges right now are not modified upward or downward.
0: Yeah,
2: it's a case that carries the potential for life. Now, would he get life? Um, I don't think so. I don't know what his background is. And I don't know what the, the alleged victim or victims in this case might come forward with. Yeah. But, um, you know, that's one of the other reasons. If it's a case, if it's a capital case that carries the potential for life, going back to the judge not letting him go with his sister, it makes sense. Because, mm-hmm. you know, if it's a, if it's a minor charge, you know, get up to Boston and take care of it. If it's a case where it's a capital case, um, I don't think a judge is going to give the guy the opportunity to flee. There's no reason for the judge to take that chance.
0: Final question, Tim Dodd. Eventually, he will. they bring him up to Rob McClanahan up to Boston. What, is there a possibility that he's denied bail, or is it just a matter of what the bail would be?
2: I, I think that... Um, these types of cases, because it's a capital case, um, I wouldn't be surprised if he were held without bail or that he would have to post a significant surety bail, you know, as an alternative. Um, it's not a case where he's going to be re- released on his own personal recognizance. It's going to either be some significant uh, surety bail or potentially held without bail. And again, I'm not sure how good the facts are, what's right. the quantity, what's the quality. Sure. That can all play into what the judge does in Massachusetts, yep. but um, this is significant. This is a serious situation.
0: Yeah, and one one more final question. I want to just clarify this, because I am hearing from some of his you know, former teammates at Hendricken and so forth, but people seem confused. Um, so they're investigating this, right? So the victim, someone went to the Boston police, they make these accusations. It's uh, Here's what I believe it's not. It, it doesn't sound, Tim Dodd, and this isn't how it works, where that he would have no idea, or you tell me that the person went to the police, they investigate, they're going to charge him and arrest him, and then suddenly they just come down and scoop him in Rhode Island. If, in fact, they arrest him as a fugitive, he he must have had some indication that they were looking into this and wanted to Talk to him and then even arrest him, correct?
2: I think I think that's a fair assumption on okay. your part. I think that does make sense. If it's the fugitive task force, then um, you know he has been charged. Um, he is out. They know he's outside the jurisdiction of Massachusetts. Yeah. Um, one would assume that he would have been asked to come in voluntarily, and maybe he's been resisting. I mean, it's all speculative. Right. But what happened in the manner they came to get him uh, would suggest that they didn't want to give him a chance to um, flee, yeah, to get away again, yeah. All
0: right, folks, again, is our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, we'll talk more about this case, but thanks for on the fly talking to us, and we'll talk to you again.
2: Okay, we'll look forward to it. All right, John, take care. All right,
0: folks, there it is, our legal expert, and it is Attorney Tim Dodd. Now, everybody on um, – and I, I want to just reset here because we went long. We normally don't do that. It's one fourteen in the afternoon, and, um, and I appreciate everybody. We're going to um, – we don't. We, we went a little long on Facebook. I will be doing Facebook later, but the radio show continues here, um, right here on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. We'll have a lot more. I have a lot on the website, DiPietro.com. I will be doing Facebook Live later, but you can listen either AM 1380, 99.9 FM, or you can um, listen online. All right, I'll tell you what. I normally don't um you can share that you're watching once in a while we continue all right we have uh a nice little audience that that is there and i i i think that's um interesting i'm also seeing and i i want to repeat again folks i I take no joy in this story but he had just started there's a thing called title league what is title league Powered by Passion, it's a media news company, and they just started doing Title League Statement for today. This weekend, we learned that one of our creators, Rob McClanahan of Network, was arrested for drugging and rape charges. Well, it says in Rhode Island on Friday. It was actually Boston. Due to the severity of the charges, we made the decision to remove all the content from our platforms. We've also made the decision to conclude our partnership and cancel his podcast with Tidal So now that's that's obviously not good news, but that in some ways is almost um, to put this in perspective, the, the least, the least of his problems. And that was he just let me just check. Because someone told me that Rob Rob Mack. His website was down. Now his Instagram page is still up, and it's it's really incredible that he starts this um, this podcast, and out of the box he gets Bob Iger, who's just put back in as CEO of Disney. So, and they talk, I mean, you want to talk about, if you could get Bob Iger to sit down with you, somebody really, that that is, I mean, they, and they call it a get, but that is an, an incredible get that he was able to get someone like that. And then there was another interview that he got or he he did, I should say, with Gino Orama, who's the um he's the head coach at UConn, Yukon women's basketball and a big time coach as well. And so that I mean, that's two big individuals out of the box this was him talking, not sure who that was.
3: Talk about networking, right? You've met a lot of people, so it might be tough for you. But is there anybody
2: you would want added to that, Walt, to that network? Yeah, Walt Disney. Walt Disney. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to. I would this have is loved Bob have Iger. Walt died in the mid-60s. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, I didn't start at Disney until we were bought by them in 1995. Uh I, I made sure that we put his office back together again as existed the day he died, interestingly awesome. enough. I've sat in that office and his desk and i sort of channeled him. But where is that located? It's in Burbank, Burbank. on the main okay. Disney lot in what's called the old animation building, which was his corporate headquarters. Okay. I would love, would have loved to have the opportunity to sit with him one conversation. day and say, okay, well,
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I am just floored by that. Bob Iger. Bob Iger, he sat down with with this thing that he launched. Wow,
2: I mean, just... have some of my favorite movies. That... Well, I have fa- favorite movies in, from from Disney, from Disney, yeah. Disney yeah. and Marvel and Pixar and yeah. Star Wars. Sure, I'm. I I uh, Black Panther is right yeah. up at the top of my list. Uh, the experience. wow.
4: Have you ever wondered what goes on in the mind of some of the most influential people in the world? This is Rob Mack. Welcome to my podcast, Network. We're going to talk to anyone who's grinded their way to the top. We'll dive into each individual journey, the ups and downs, building your brand, mental
3: health, and much, much more. That was a real bad time for me because I was in a deep depression.
0: Wow. All right, I am going to touch on some other news of the day. Folks, everybody on Facebook, again, we went a little bit over. We normally don't. I will be, um, well, all right, maybe I'll stay. We'll go to 1.30, 1.30 with that. I want to stay on schedule. The um, the comments from, I, I think Tim Dodd was exactly right, that, that just how serious the crime is, and I wonder... If some of the friends that were there, they just expect him. I was contacted by someone that knows Rob McClanahan and said they fully expected him to just get out of this. But this uh, and again, I want to be really clear. I I don't know the guy. I've I've never met him. We know mutual people. Um, I take no joy in this story as a Hendrickan. Grad, I did see one of his friends at court today who I, I know his brothers and his, the guy, one of Rob Mack's friends that I, I don't know if I've ever met him before, but he was a big Hendrickian guy and and great guy. Uh, I give him credit for going to show his support for his friend, but I, I don't know if some people fully absorb the seriousness of these of these charges this portion of our program folks and it's brought by falcon pest control services are Rhode island and massachusetts locally owned and operated pest control company protect home and businesses since 2006 if you're looking for an exterminator experience ridding properties of pests outstanding customer service well you can log on falcon pest PestService.com or call them, free consultation, 401-739-1322, 401-739-1322, Falcon Pest Control Services, pest control for termites, bedbugs, ants, roaches, mice, rats, mosquitoes, many other pests, whether it's a multifamily house or condo, apartment, single-family home, Falcon Pest Control. Extermination services for restaurants, office buildings, schools, hotels, and other commercial businesses. Call them 401 739 1322. 401 739 1322 for Falcon Pest Control services. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show at one twenty one on this Monday. And it's brought you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Whether it's lunch, or dinner, or maybe just drinks in the lounge to watch a game. They're waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Break the Hill Road in Lincoln. Now, I also want to touch on, and I fully understand, people upset about the uh, traffic jam, which happened this morning, um, just absolutely ludicrous with what happened on 195 and I, I i am not surprised i i am i'm not surprised that that happened i think if if anything people need to start this, this is who people voted for this is what people voted for now again could definitely say that um I, I mean, overwhelmingly, that's, that's what happened, and that's who was elected. But we, we had the flooding on Labor Day. 95 was flooded. It was you had the situation prior to that in August where 195 flooded out. Do, do you understand that we, we have leadership in the state? that is content seemingly to run the state as a third world country and anyone that roll over crash on 195 causes delays on morning commute there's there's just there's certain things that happen for those that have visited or that live in a third world country and You know, I'm looking at the Channel 10 story, the Rhode Island Department of Transportation said drivers can expect more disruptions this afternoon, 195 West, the result of a crash that closed the highway during the morning commute. We need to close the right lane before the Washington Bridge to repair damage caused by the morning crash. The lane should reopen in the early afternoon. Rollover crash opened six o'clock, blocked all westbound travel lanes and brought traffic to a stop. Delays continued well into the morning, folks. do you see the pattern that we they are completely you have voted not you or not me, but the voters. We have people in charge that seemingly look look at the this what we've talked about with the emergency rooms now it's like don't go to an emergency room unless you're on the verge of of, of passing away. This, this, is, it is, uh, th- this is no way to run a state, And for, there's many of us, and I join you with this, that there's no joy that things are run this way, but things are just run this way. It's not your imagination that it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Now, as far as the hospitals, though, I want to remind you, if you want to wait I mean, that story of the grandfather that had a heart attack and waited two days in the emergency room, two days. The man that was had suicidal tendencies waited three days. You can, that's your choice. I recommend if you have an emergency at Med Urgent Care, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston, and also 5750 post East scrimmage. At Med Urgent Care, they're right in the Atwood Medical Center. Fast, comprehensive outpatient healthcare, individuals and families. They specialize in ambulatory medicine, diagnostic treatment services, immunization, school and sports physicals. At Med Urgent Care, cost-efficient healthcare alternative, hospital-based emergencies. When I've gone and seen them, they have seen me in less than an hour. At Med Urgent Care, walk-in routine, urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma. They have doctors. They have nurses. It's just much faster. They do drug testing, adult vaccinations, full laboratory services, and they offer mononuclear antibody infusions. At Med Urgent Care, two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue and Johnson. When it's an emergency, take that person to At Med Urgent Care. Or fifty-seven fifty Post Road East Greenwich, you can find them online at medurgentcare.net. So, folks, again, I recognize I went long. That is a uh, developing story. It is a very interesting story. It's a high-profile individual. There's. Um, I'll probably do more on Facebook later. I, I do want to, you know, get up to speed on some of the other. News of the day, but it's just someone who attended Bishop Hendrickson and then played basketball at Syracuse as a walk-on and and training. It was all these NBA stars and then ends up in something like this. It is um, quite the downfall. I'm seeing Tesla is down 55% for the year. Musk meltdown. I, I don't know what's going on with that, why he wanted to take over. Why he wanted to take over. Uh, Twitter, but let's see. I'm looking at some other headlines. Polls, 71% of Dems now say Biden could win re-election. Stressed out Americans to buy fewer Christmas gifts and donate less. Average person has five people in life they truly trust. (sighs) Trump may not make it to the primaries. We'll find out. I, I think there's too much talk of that. I do. I think there's too much talk of that. Uh, As I mentioned in the first hour, uh, you know we're gonna they're gonna cause complete Trump fatigue if it continues to just be all this nonstop talk about about President Trump. It's he 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 announced, and I also get these people like he's the only one that that announced right now, if, if, if that gathering in Las Vegas over the course of the weekend, it, it's going to be a crowded field. And a crowded field might might play to his advantage without question. So because he has a base of supporters, the others do not. The others would like to try to cultivate a core group of supporters. President Trump has a core group of individuals. Where he, in my mind, seemingly can come up short is whether or not he can expand into independence and he can expand into even Democrats. In 2016, it's much like the Reagan Democrats. There, there were Democrats that voted for President Trump. If they had not voted for President Trump, I don't believe he would have been successful. Um, I, I so I don't know what to make of. There are some people that think he doesn't need independent voters and he doesn't need he doesn't need Democrats. That's if you, if you think that you're you're ignoring how he rose to have the success that he that he did so i i don't believe that so now i'll also i want to mention that this business of these people that think i'm not i it's not a matter of whether or not he could could win again i mean if the choice is either him or biden i i think he can win again the the question is whether or not he has, stands the best chance of winning. That's what I think it is. If he stands the best chance, um, I think he he certainly stands a good chance of making it through the Republican primary. But he's definitely going to have some opposition. But I'm not ready to go into, some people are just, there's no one else. It's got to be him. It's I, I don't, it just... My experience has been it just doesn't work that way. The process doesn't work that way. Um, The voters and and people are going to have something to say about that. It's not handed. You've seen what happens when they just hand it to someone, and that does not. Everybody on Facebook, I will be doing Facebook Live later. We went a little bit longer today, but we will be uh, back later on. Um, we'll do some Facebook Live. But in the meantime, right now it's one thirty-one, and we do continue with uh, the radio show here on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is depetro.com. On this freezing day, I can't believe how, how cold it got all of a sudden. But this situation on the roads and the traffic, and of course it's unacceptable. Uh, of course it's ridiculous that we have to put up with it, but we have, right now, you have no one that is in any way having a reasonable effect on challenging what with what's going on, as far as with what what's going on in the state, how the state is being run, there's There's seemingly, you don't, you just don't hear of it. Not anyone effectively, anyone effectively calling that out in any way. I want to go to, there was an awful lot yesterday on the Sunday shows. You know what else is this? This Paul Pelosi story is so odd. Even I don't know what to make of it. And I don't mean like I would have to, but. NBC San Francisco, they, they now have a story. It's, it's just, it doesn't make sense why these two different agencies are contradicting themselves. And you had that NBC reporter who was suspended. And now, why is it that two agencies can't agree on what? What happened? So this was the report in uh, San Francisco. Yajibat
1: has been checking with his sources to try and clear it up. He joins us now, and you've got some answers, Big Ed. Well, just
3: this all has to do with the moments, seconds, really, just before Paul Pelosi was struck in the head with a hammer inside his San Francisco home. Now, there continues to be con- contradicting accounts of a relatively simple question. Who opened the door that night when San Francisco police arrived to the Pelosi house? Now, the Department of Justice says the two officers opened the door. That's according to a federal indictment filed earlier this week. But the San Francisco District Attorney's Office, in another court document that was filed earlier this month, said Mr. Pelosi opened the door with his left hand. So the question is, what really happened? According to a source familiar with the investigation, who personally watched the police body camera footage from that night, Officers knocked on the door of the Pelosi home, then backed away, and the video clearly shows Paul Pelosi opened the door with his left hand, just like what was noted in the documents filed by the DA's office. Now, also as written in the DA docs, the source tells us the body cam video shows officers having a brief conversation with Pelosi and David Depape. that's the man accused of breaking into the Pelosi home, before Depape starts beating Pelosi with a hammer. We reached out to the Department of Justice for an explanation on its differing account of this seemingly innocuous issue of who opened the door. But so far, we have not heard back.
1: Senior investigative report.
0: That is, um, I'm not sure what to make of that. Now, we have an update. I'm seeing now that some of the Boston documents are coming to light. And, folks, again, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Let's see, I, uh, all right, I'm going to find it. I just saw that Channel 12 is saying documents reveal disturbing details of what he's accused of. Police say video show, shows him slipping something into a girl's drink before the two went up to a hotel room. The victim says she woke up to bruises and more. So it sounds like the documents are now what. um, So that is video evidence shows him slipping something into a drink and she wakes up with bruises and more. Well, that is. um, Let me just see if there's more and more breaking on this. Hmm. I want to also, as I'm looking, folks, and again, good afternoon at 136, listen to the back and forth with this San Francisco station where the reporter that initially reported this was suspended by NBC. The reporter that reported this was suspended by by NBC News. And now it sounds like exactly what he reported did happen. All right, listen to this report out of NBC San Francisco.
1: The attack on Paul Pelosi, the husband of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Our investigative team looked into why state and federal prosecutors each described one specific detail of the police response differently. Senior investigative reporter Bagad Chaban has been checking with his sources to try and clear it up. He joins us now, and you've got some answers, Bagad.
3: Well, just this all has to do with the moments, seconds, really, just before Paul Pelosi was struck in the head with a hammer inside his San Francisco home. Now, there continues to be con- contradicting accounts of a relatively simple question. Who opened the door that night when San Francisco police arrived to the Pelosi house? The Department of Justice says the two officers opened the door. That's according to a federal indictment filed earlier this week. But the San Francisco District Attorney's Office, in another court document that was filed earlier this month, said Mr. Pelosi opened the door with his left hand. So, the question is, what really happened? According to a source familiar with the investigation, who personally watched the police body camera footage from that night, Officers knocked on the door of the Pelosi home, then backed away, and the video clearly shows Paul Pelosi opened the door with his left hand, just like what was noted in the documents filed by the DA's office. Now, also as written in the DA docs, the source tells us the body cam video shows officers having a brief conversation with Pelosi and David Depape. That's the man accused of breaking into the Pelosi home before Depape starts beating Pelosi with a hammer. We reached out to the Department of Justice for an explanation on its differing account of this seemingly innocuous issue of who opened the door, but so far we have not heard back. However, I did get to ask San Francisco DA Brooke Jenkins directly about another issue many people are wondering about earlier this week, based on her office's account of Paul Pelosi opening the door. The case has certainly garnered a fair share of conspiracy theories about what actually happened that night. As part of your investigation, are you able to shed any light as to why Paul Pelosi didn't run out of the house towards police officers when he was able to actually open the door for them when they arrived?
1: What I'm not able to do is to speculate or try to place my opinions on why someone acted the way they did in any case. um, All we have is what happened. Everybody reacts to situations differently, and he will one day need to explain right, to potentially a jury why he did what he did um, and what thought process was going on in his mind, but certainly we know that all victims of crime respond very differently under the stress of the situation, and I don't think it's fair for us to place what we believe, um, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking. Alright, Bigad, I gotta ask you this because, I mean, in the end, does it really even matter whether he opened the door or the guy opened the door or the police opened the door? I mean, how does that change the scenario if you move away just conspiracy theories?
3: Yeah, I mean, the reality is right now just we have no reason to believe that it matters at all. And that's why our source who has seen the police body cam radio can't understand why federal investigators wrote that officers opened the door because they say the video shows officers didn't. But when two police agencies give slightly different accounts of what happened in this kind of high-profile case like this one, it just feeds into conspiracy theories, and that's what we're seeing right now on social media, people inventing crazy stories based on something as simple as who actually opened the door.
1: Yes, and in a situation, I mean, Brooke Jenkins said that there in a situation like that when so many things are happening, it is chaotic for the victim. So let's put all that aside. Thank you. Thank you, Big Dad.
0: You know, but it does matter because things have to match up. Things have to match up. Now, folks, good afternoon at 140. You're listening to The John DePedro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, this whole Rob McClanahan. I want to give credit again. Apparently, uh, local media is getting a hold of Boston court documents. And it sounds as if the police have video of uh, Rob McClanahan. According to the court documents, they have video of him Um, let me just see what that person just said I want to give credit, Shangela Shudo or Channel 12 says court documents reveal disturbing details police say video shows him slipping something into a girl's drink before the two went up to a hotel room the victim says she woke up to bruises and more So they're the first ones that I'm seeing that have these court documents. And apparently it's all just coming out. Also, folks, I mean, boy, the problem on the roadways. How about one person was killed, 16 hurt. SUV crashed into the Apple store in Hingham. I don't understand. Hingham Apple store crash. I, I don't know if it's these people that... Is it is it cause of people are taking like edibles and drugs and but that that is a major story that's rocketing right now is the the Apple store crash. Let me just check and see if anyone else has hmm. Uh, Okay, she's with WBZ. I mean. Oh, okay. I think I saw her in court. Oh, okay. Court doc said he met for drinks. They agreed to go to her Boston hotel room. Then she says she blacked out, woke up alone, sexual assault injuries. Boy. But they must have the video of him in the hotel bar. Hmm. That doesn't sound positive. Um, I don't think there's anything else new on that. I do have some sound. They had a press conference. Let me play the sound of what, what caused someone. I mean, there's death now. Someone driving into that Apple store This is horrific One person killed 16 hurt SUV crashed in the Apple store in Hingham What is the drill? I think we have uh, I have some sound of this Let me just hear a little bit folks
5: Everybody all set?
0: Yes. Go right ahead.
5: Yeah.
0: Sweet for one person. Wow. Hingham Apple store.
5: Good afternoon everybody. My name's Tim Cruz. I'm the Plymouth County DA. I'm here today with Hingham Fire Chief Steve Murphy, Hingham Police Chief Dave Jones, Lieutenant Colonel of State Police Scott Warmington, and many other uh, state police officials, fire officials. Uh, police officials from uh, various towns nearby. Approximately 1045 this morning, there was a 911 call, actually numerous 911 calls to Derby Street shops. And the Hingham police and the fire responded uh, and came upon a scene here at the Apple Store located here at Derby Street. Upon their arrival, there were people with numerous injuries inside the store. 16 people have been transported to hospitals, 14 to South Shore hospitals, two to Boston hospitals. There's been one fatality. Right now, family members are being notified or in the process of being notified. They're gathering nearby to get information. And obviously, needless to say, employees who are working in that store and nearby are visibly shaken, and they're assembling nearby. This morning it was an unthinkable morning. And people are trying to get through it and process what happened. This investigation is active and ongoing. We are very limited as to what we can say at this point. It appears, at the outset, prelimin- preliminarily, that a dark-colored SUV appears went through at a rate of speed undetermined through a plate of glass plate glass window and struck multiple people. And as a result of that, multiple people are being. Uh, As I said, they're being hospitalized and receiving treatment. I do want to commend, and I'm going to ask the uh, uh, Hingham police chief to come up after me, and we'll have the Hingham fire chief talk after that. But I also want to be in a position to commend the men and women of the Hingham and the nearby towns that responded here, uh, really, in such professional fashion to make a, what's a tragic situation uh, potentially much much less as a result of their work and their going forward. So uh, we will try to take some questions, he said that we can when we're all done talking. But for now, I'm gonna ask uh, Hingham Police Chief
2: Dave Jones to come up. Good afternoon. As DA Cruz said at 10.45 a.m. this morning, a regional dispatch center received multiple 911 calls for a car into a building. The first officers on scene reported multiple injuries and called for additional units to the scene. Officers and firefighters from surrounding towns responded to the scene, and provided aid and secured the scene. Obviously this is an ongoing and active investigation, and we are not able to provide any further details at this time. And now turn it over to Chief uh, Steve Murphy from the fire department to provide details from his end. Good
4: afternoon, and thank you, D.A. Cruz and Chief Jones. Um, as uh, both of them alluded to, this was a cooperative effort um, with personnel from many different fire departments. Collectively, we had seven different ambulances here and 14 different, I'm sorry, seven fire engines and 14 ambulances uh, to treat the uh, patients that were transported and others patients that were cleared from the scene. Um, we also had assistance from uh, South Shore Hospital, including our medical director was on scene here that helped treat some of these patients. Um, We are uh, unable to provide any updates on their condition right now. Again, this is an ongoing thing, uh, but we want to thank everyone that was involved in this difficult situation this morning. Thank you.
5: TA, what can you tell us about the driver of the SUV? Pretty much at this point, we're not in a position to tell you anything. To say that there's an active criminal investigation going on. Uh, we're not going to. Um, we're not going to be in a position that we can guess or speculate. We're going to go slow and steady, like we always do in any criminal invest, criminal investigation, making sure that we can get to the bottom of what occurred. So, therefore, like I said, uh, regarding the, the operator of the motor vehicle, we're looking into that. Regarding the status of the motor vehicle, we're looking into that. And obviously, we're going to get the information that we can and go forward as we should, and like we do in all of our cases. Does the driver,
1: driver one of in the injured. Is the driver, the
5: driver in the among injured? taken to the hospital? Uh, my understanding is he's not been taken to the hospital as of yet. Where is he? I'm not saying where he's at, but he's under He, 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 is, he is right now uh, with police officers. Tim,
4: can you tell us the fatality is a customer or
5: a worker? I, you know, I don't have that information as of yet. Um, uh, it's it's a mail, but like I said, we want to make sure the next kid is notified. We don't want people guessing if they had a loved one coming to the Apple store today or somebody working at the Apple store today or working nearby. We want to make sure that they are well aware uh, prior to any notification would come through the media. Was the driver
1: for any
5: medical we're, we're looking into that also. Okay. Uh, age of the driver? Uh, I don't have the age as of yet.
0: you talk about it's busy, it's a Monday of a holiday week. There was a lot of people out here not only from the area, but also people visiting, just how busy it was out here and how busy was it in the
4: Apple Store when all of this happened? You know, I, I, like I said, that, That'll be part of the investigation, but I cer- certainly
5: will say that obviously the Apple Store is a very busy place, uh, and it's Monday of a, of a holiday week. So therefore, um, I don't know exactly how many people were in there. I'm sure that we will find out once we have an opportunity to review all the, the documents and tapes or whatever's necessary to go forward from there and figure out exactly what happened and really what the absolute unthinkable event that occurred at that store when you're just going there to buy a phone or get something fixed or whatever it may be. It's absolutely unthinkable. It's absolutely tragic. And we're going to make sure that, like I said, we're going to go slow and steady with this and get the information as we get it.
4: Can Chief Murphy, Chief say, Murphy uh, talk a little bit about what he had to deal with? And then, uh, sure. To drive it was driver of the car a male or female? So, uh, as Chief Jones alluded, uh, both Hingham Fire Department and Hingham Fire—I'm sorry, Hingham Police Department and Hingham Fire Department responded, uh, found multiple patients injured out in front of the store and in the store, including a few patients that were pinned against the wall by the vehicle. Uh, both departments worked well and with our mutual aid counterparts uh, to assist in safely transporting all of the patients. What kind of injuries are you talking about? I don't have that information. Is there, there structural concerns, a... Chief? Was I'm the, sorry, what? Were there structural concerns with the, with the building at first? Uh, the uh, building commissioner has been involved in the scene. We've also had assistance from Plymouth County Technical Rescue Team to evaluate the structural stability. At this time, there are no concerns, uh, but we will still continue to look into it. I, I cannot hear you. <laughs> This was a collaborative effort by multiple people involved, including bystanders, um, off-duty hospital personnel, um, whatever the case when you have this number of patients that were injured.
1: Can you share what some of those bystanders were able to help
4: you with, how they helped? They were providing first aid uh, for some of the injured.
2: Chief
1: Jones, are there surveillance cameras inside the Apple Store?
2: That's one of the things that the detectives are looking into right now is if there is surveillance video. Do
1: you guys um, to talk about, have you been able to give the, um, the driver a sobriety test or anything like
2: that? Is that something
5: you'll do? Oh, we'll certainly look into every avenue that's possibly out there as to what happened in this event. And that's certainly possible of any investigation, especially such as a tragic event such as this. So we'll be looking at every, everything that we need to look at. And get the information as we get it, and we'll go forward if there is a uh, criminal matter to go forward. We will go forward in the right and appropriate manner at that time. But for now, we're really not in a position where we can really give out any of that information. When we get it, we'll be, and we're in a position to relay it. We certainly will to you. Any okay? sort of age range on the driver? Uh, I don't have the age range of the driver. No. And to right? anyone who's
1: on the sidewalk or were these only people inside the store, because obviously he jumped a curb, went in.
5: Well, that'll be part of the investigation, but obviously there there were people in front of the store when this happened, and uh, uh, we're trying to piece it together right now, exactly what happened. Uh, but like I said, this is a, a terrible event. It's a terrible day, uh, and we want to get to the bottom of it. And when we do, we will let you know.
4: How's the victims. Yeah.
5: The big, uh, I don't know how that information. All right. Thank you. Thanks,
0: guys. Wow. There's a lot there, folks. There's a lot there. Well, good afternoon right now at 153. You're listening to The John DiPietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePetro.com. Now, I am seeing, again, um, closer to home, and I recognize the story's not for everyone, but this Rob Mack, Rob McClanahan, he was in court this morning, NBA skills trainer. Some of the court documents are in Boston. They, they are available very disturbing allegations. Police say video shows him slipping something into a girl's drink before the two went up to a hotel room. Video now. The victim says she woke up to bruises and more. I also saw where else did I I saw some and there's another more in the documents. Um, let's see. Wait a minute. Bear with me, folks. Um they met for drinks. They agreed to go to her Boston hotel room. Then she says she blacked out, woke up alone, sexual assault injuries. She's charged with drugging and rape. So, now that's just one. I am hearing that there's more that are coming forward. I am hearing that there are more that are coming forward. He, I know the, from what I understand, sister, very, very nice, good family. I know that. The Hendrickson community is um, clearly upset about it. We'll see as we get more details that come out on that out of Boston. There's also this odd story that Fox News had. And I know that the one of the women from North Kingstown... Um, Jen, what's her name? She says, if you use the wrong pronoun, it's an act of violence. She's a pork boy's friend. What's her name? Jen, Jen Lima, North Kingstown School Committee member. So she, this is a story on Fox News. She is saying that if you misgender someone it's an act of violence. Now what does that mean? It means if someone purposely misgendering students is an act of violence. So she's saying if someone says I identify as he him. So if someone who is a woman is identifies says my pronouns are he him, if you refer to her as her or she it's an act of violence. <laughs> this is where we're at. This is where we are at apparently right now in in 2022. Let me see if there's anything the globe is going to have. So the Boston stations have access to the documents. We're going to see with this uh, Rob Mack thing. But let's see. Nope, has not been updated. I, I have video and in inf- info on him on the website, dipetro.com. He is an NBA skills trainer. And he is in. I mean, that sounds like a very difficult case. You have a victim that's come forward. You have video of evidence, and then her blacking out, and then was treated for sexual assault. Now, I have heard, and I spoke with one victim that said the guy had a drinking problem, and there was one instance where he hit her. I've also been told that there are a number of different individuals that have come forward, but I don't think we're going to know more until um, he he appears in Boston. So, but that you know, I, I I'm anxious to see how they're going to handle all these accidents lately. I mean, it's cars flipping over, and it, it's just. Um, Oh, good. Thank you. Oh, good. I think I may have the documents. will I get them in time? We shall see. Maybe. Maybe not. Either way, we'll get them. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, I do remember that. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly right. Uh, all right, we're, we're not... Yes, I do remember that. All right, folks, good afternoon. Right now, we're coming up on 159. Biden is 80 years old. Biden is 80 years... 80 years... 80 years young. Again, I, I want to be really... Oh, okay. 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 Um. I'm not going to get them in time, but I will post them on the website, petro.com. All right. Um, the AIDS thing will pick up at another time. I will be doing Facebook Live later, folks. Again, the Rob Max story is a big story, and we'll cover it through Facebook Live later. In the meantime, I would like you to stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news. We're back on the radio tomorrow at 11. We'll be back on the radio tomorrow at 11. And I will be doing, as I mentioned, Facebook Live later. But check out Petro.com. We have video, content, interviews that no one else has. All right. Listen, stay warm on this. WNRI socket. <laughs>